Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hello and welcome to episode four of Hank Spank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks's entire IMDb. Joining me for the fourth week in a row is my co-host Al. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. Oh, why did I set you up to do it again? I hate when you do that. I'm Jamie Loxton. I didn't introduce myself uh, because I'm so gracious and I was introducing my co-host first. It's true. You would normally expect me to introduce you. Yeah, no, no, no. no. But it's... it's <laughs> The Owl Show, really? <laughs> yeah. So, fuck Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. I want to give you the level of self-importance that you feel you yeah, deserve. Yeah, it should just be the uh, Owl Bank. Mm. You know? Four weeks in a row, we've both managed to be here. That's good. That's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time Yeah, we works. are setting a solid streak. Oof. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess we'll... Oh, no, for anyone joining us uh, for the first time, which is very possible, or anyone who's forgotten the weird conceit we set up for this show... Boo, his forgetfulness, <laughs> boo. <laughs> Please don't boo our, our listeners. Uh, you're right, if you have dementia, if someone in your life is suffering from dementia, then I'm very sorry. <laughs> forgetfulness is okay in those cases. Um, God, the weird concept to this show is that aliens have invaded Earth, or visited Earth, or whatever... <laughs> And they are uh, wanting to let us in to the United States of space. So we have to prove our worth. And us, for some reason, have been given the, the, this they task. They have randomly oh, selected God. two people. Yeah. It's Jamie and myself. Yeah. And they go, hey, Jamie, Al. I go, whoa, I can speak alien. You have four <laughs> arms. And they're like, we do have four arms. You can have four arms too. As long as you prove to us that you worth existing. You are worth to exist. You be worth <laughs> their gra- existing. Their grammar isn't great. No, like, it's, it's true. Not fair. The translators in my brain are working. I'm like, ah, how does this even work? And they're like, prove the worth of your existence to us. And I'm like, your grammar got so much better. There is one man for the job, Tom Hanks. And they're like, well, I need a bank of information to verify this. And we're like, hold my drink. Let's get into this. Hanks bang. Hanks, Hanks, Hanks. That's our Dean Schumer, guys. I'm I'm really glad we've managed to make this more complicated. It's, it's like a, a big kind of e- mythos and ethos yeah, at the same I'm, time. I'm assuming come episode 50, there will be a wiki that's being run it's by true. people. We're going to start a spin-off. Constantly yeah, we're going to start a spin-off podcast, both one for the continuity and two within the fictional world, just us living our lives and having this kind of Welcome to Night Vale style uh, metaverse. It's going to be great, guys. <sighs> So if you hadn't worked it out, this show's about Tom Hanks. <laughs> the greatest actor you, of our time. You wouldn't have told from the first uh, five minutes of this show. Um, to, this week, we are talking about the fourth credit on his IMDb, which is a singular episode of Taxi. Uh, with that in mind, I'm fairly sure we've just, this is probably going to be like some sort of mini-sode. It's not going to be... Uh, we've done about an hour for every other show. This one's probably going to be shorter because... It's one episode of a TV show that's 20 minutes long. Yep. Really can't can't talk about it that much. If you hate Uber and you're a big fan of taxis, this episode will also disappoint you. But (laughs) there's a lot more taxi than there is Hanks, and that's a sad (laughs) state of affairs. Ladies and gentlemen, people even at the back of his career should have known to put more Hanks and stuff more (laughs) of the time. If you're like, how do I feel this episode? Get Andy Kaufman more time of the limelight. No, 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 no. Cut out Andy Kaufman. He's going to be dead in a number of years. Put in more Tom Hanks. Oh my God. Right. Off to an absolutely 
hectic start. Let's oh, get, yeah. let's hop a little bit back more in the the vague structure we have for this show. Um, every week we introduce some historical context for the show and then some context for the show itself. Sure. Uh, this week you are giving us some historical context. I would like to apologise as yeah. in an earlier episode I uh, had a go at you that you did. Um, historical context for the entire year mm-hmm. and that if there were other credits in that year that it might have been you know ruined um then in our last episode i did historical context for the entire year of 1982 and he has all three more credits in this year so oh, yeah. i've kind of blown our load on 1982 so i would like to know what you've what you've uh, got to offer well See, I think some of my information I found online actually contradicts your information. Oh, great. So I can't remember what song you said was the number one last year, but it was some kind of country-ish song. You were a bit confused about it. You played it on air. I worried about copyright law being broken. Yeah, it was uh, Chicken Stevens was the number one uh, song in the UK. Ah, Now, in the US, it was I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Not Joan Jett, just Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. (laughs) You uh, might have said again, that, as well. no, that. No, that's different from what I said. I said uh, Betty Davis eyes. Yeah. So clearly, we have c- conflicting sources, historical that's records of, of song popularity in 1982. So not conclusive. I'm going to turn this on its head, Jamie, and turn this, in fact, to your worst nightmare. Age 15. It's a pop quiz. Oh God! You've Can done you name this to me one of the biggest films of the year 1982? There are three options. Yes, I can, because I did this sure, research sure. for our last let's episode. See. Well, let's Raiders guess of the Lost Ark. No. Yes! That's not one of my three. <laughs> what? It was released in that year, and it was the What's highest What's bigger than Raiders? What's it's, bigger? A, it's another Spielberg film. I don't think Raiders comes out in 82. One second. <laughs> okay. I'm being fact-checked Raiders. from a previous episode. That's on 1981, you tit! Oh, God damn it. Right, guys, oh. we're really sorry. Uh, last year, Jamie last engaged episode. in... Last episode, Jamie engaged in something which is known as fake news. Uh, we Now we'll brand Jamie forever as uh, Jamie Fake News Loxton. Um, cool. Glad I've got a nickname in the episode four of this it's show. It's true. Fake right. News. Uh, so shows. it's another Spielberg film. It's not E.T., is it E.T.? It's E.T. It's E.T. Is E.T. that early? It's E.T. Ah, I yeah. thought it was later in the 80s. No, no, that's... Okay. So interestingly about Raiders, this is a fun fact about Raiders, Raiders was this big comeback. So before Raiders, you have uh, the film 1942, which was this big budget uh, comedy set in Nazi Germany. Uh, and it just tanked. The film tanked. Destroys entire I can't imagine anything about that concept that would uh, make it tank. John Belushi was in it. He was big <laughs> at the time. They basically got most of the cast of Animal House and went, hey, what if we dress you up as uh, Nazis? This would be funny, right? Um, it wasn't just that. I haven't seen the whole film, so don't blame me, big Spielberg fans. Uh, but actually, then afterwards, his kind of career tanks, he goes to George, Lu- George Lucas, who's one of his best mates, and off the back, who's done Star Wars a little bit before, and he says, look, I need to make a film, any film. And George Lucas goes, well, I've been developing Raiders... Do you want to do it? And he goes, sure. And that's that's his comeback. So Raiders is his comeback film. Okay. Uh, E.T. Don't know any facts about E.T. <laughs> but let me ask you a question, Jamie. Okay. I give you a time machine. You go back to 1982. Okay. You go into a cinema. You want to see E.T. How much do you reckon a movie ticket costs in 1982 America? You uh... also get a plane ticket. <laughs> okay. Fly you over to America because uh, this is definitely in American money. Also yeah. known as dollars. Okay. Not Nin- Canadian dollars. 1982 dollars. I'm going to say... $8. Do you know how much movie ticket is right now in America and lots of places? No! I have bought a movie ticket in America right now for $5 okay. in the last two years. Um, so $3 okay. apparently was the average price. Uh, 
a famous board game was released this year. Uh, Monopoly. No. It's not Monopoly. No, Monopoly's a lot older, Jamie. Don't be silly. What? Trivial... No. Trivial Pursuit? Yes, Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> okay. No one saw... The reason I nope. said... After I said no, I saw a look in Al's eyes, which was, no, you were correct. Yeah, that's true. This is very much an audio experience, so it'd be hard for someone to see that twinkle in my eye. Yeah. Um, that's about all the facts I have from 1982. <laughs> I don't know if any of yours from last week were real, but sure, why not? <laughs> I may have got the wrong year. It's, Who knows? It's true. Um, I, so so I would say what... Um, what you... Ah, uh, I... Just fully lost my train of thought there. Yeah. What I had in, let's say, broadness of content, you made up for in factual accuracy. Yeah, no, it's entirely <laughs> true. Was Ronald Reagan president in 1982? We can't trust you anymore, Jamie. <laughs> All these facts you're going to give us about the show in a second, I assume are lies. Okay. We're going to pick these apart and we're going to see where you're spreading the disinformation. Are you sponsored by Russia, Jamie? Are you sponsored by Russia? No. Okay. <laughs> it took way too long to answer that question. Oh, God. Right, can I give my show context now? <laughs> sure, sure, comrade. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, obviously, we are only watching... First, yeah, I think I should say, this is this has happened before with Love Boat, and will probably happen a couple more times. Um, Tom Hanks is only in one episode of this show. Yeah. We are watching just that one episode... No context at all. Haven't watched any of the other episodes. Yes, so, having... so it's a purely Tom Hanks-based experience and is not um, diluted by no, any other... Uh... it's true. If we had watched the entire show, to be honest, um, we would have been under-impressed by the Hanksness in this. Yeah. And we wouldn't be able to fairly evaluate it. Instead, like us, you should go in boldly with no real experience and make your judgments based off that. Yeah. Um, so, but this show... So we're watching uh, the 23rd episode of the fourth season. Mm-hmm. Um, the show has five seasons, so it's actually been running since 1979, and we're watching it in 1982. Um, this show boasts a pretty crazy oh, yeah. statue. Oh. So firstly, the cast is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Judd Hirsch, Ooh. who plays Alex Riger. You would know him from Independence Day. He's the main no. character. Um, no, Will Smith is the main character, the main character in this, not in Independence Jeff Goldblum is a nice side character in that film. I don't know who this Judge Kirsch <laughs> guy is. He's the main character in this. I, I wouldn't be able <laughs> to tell you who that was from this episode. Uh, yeah, he's actually not in this episode very much. No. Um, uh, we then have Tony Danza, who would go on to do Who's the Boss immediately after hey. this end. Would run for eight. I really hate. So hey. this has become a theme. That you do this terrible terrible Italian-American accent. I hate... If there's anything I could change about (laughs) Tom Hanks' early career, it would be that he would stop acting alongside Italian-American actors so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) If only because I wouldn't be tortured by your terrible What you're saying is you want an ethnic minority in America to be less (laughs) well-represented. I get it. Don't if it worry. means that I don't happen to listen to this, yes. Tony um, Danza. Tony Danza was also a guest star on Love Boat, which is fun. You could listen to uh, episode two of this show to hear more about Love Boat. Is it the same episode that we watched? No. Then why the fuck did you bring it up, you tit? <laughs> because it's a fun fact. No, it's not a fun show, is and it, And we're Jamie? not really sure it's a fact, judging by my <laughs> Just making record. this up. Um, we have Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. We have, well, no, he's um, not been in Back to the Future yet. He's not been in Back to the Future yet. He would subsequently yes. be in Back to the Future, as was the case with all of my other... Fact: None of these people have been in them before. Why did you call me up this time, you dick? 
Um, we have Mary Lou Henner, who I recognise the name of. I didn't actually uh, know her, but I, fun fact, she was in the original production of Grease. Even more fun fact, nothing to do with Tom Hanks, but in my research I found this interesting. Um, she was in the original production, was not in the Broadway production because she chose instead to do the national tour where she starred alongside one John Travolta, who was not playing uh, Danny Zuko. He was playing Doody. So I didn't know that. He was actually... Whoa, 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 whoa. There's not a character in Greece called Doody. Okay, bring it up. <laughs> bring it up with Wikipedia. There is not they a ca- that- It's not Doody. There is... Why would you name your baby Doody? I don't know. Are you claiming you know the character's name differently? Maybe. I don't know. I think there is, according to Wikipedia, there is a character called Doody. I could phone my mum and we could find out there's a character called <laughs> no, Doody. No, we're not phoning your mum on the podcast. Jamie, I don't know if I can trust you anymore. You've been lying to me about the years songs were number one in the UK. Anyway. anyway, the point was John Falter was in the touring, uh, the first national tour of Greece before he was in the film, but he wasn't playing the role he played hey, in the film. Danny. I found that interesting. Danny. I hate you. Um, this, I feel like this show is falling apart um, We then of course have Danny DeVito From everything uh, you've ever seen ever there And is a film, Andy Kaufman I, I want to throw this out there There is a film You will know It's a very famous film I'm just going to hide that screen So you can't see what it is Which Danny DeVito was in before this You won't re- Even if you've seen that film I doubt you'll recognise him in it I want to see if you know No Fun fact Danny DeVito was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest Oh shit I did know that And he looks completely different Yeah no 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 I did yeah. know that um, young. Yeah, yeah, no, he's super young in that. Viral. He's good in that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the cast in this uh, in this show is insane, and they would all go on to be yeah. pretty famous afterwards. It also uh, was created by four people: uh, Ed Weinberger, David Davis, Stan Daniels, and James L. Brooks. Now oh. you might recognise that last name yeah. as I did when I saw it in the credits, and I thought, why do I recognise that? Googled him. One of the creators of The Simpsons, or one of the producers of The Simpsons, uh, rather. Him and the other three guys um, met together on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Now, fun fact about James L. I'm being really... Yeah, I'm going to stop you here. James Brooks is famous for more than just... No, I'm getting James Brooks from Mel Brooks, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah you are. No, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting confused. James L. Brooks, you it's will have seen Mel Brooks, yeah. No, yeah. he's not Mel Brooks, no. <laughs> yeah, this show was not created by Mel Brooks. I was about to say, Jamie, Mel Brooks is a very famous <laughs> man for more than just The Simpsons. No. So James L. Brooks um, actually is the man we can vaguely thank other than Matt Groening? Groening? Groening. 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 Matty G. Matty boy. Matt. Hey, Groening. Why did I set you up for that? Um, but yeah, other than uh, Matt, how would you actually say it? Matt Groening. Matt Groening. Um, other than Matt Groening, um, he was working on the... Uh, Tyler, no, God Mary damn. Tyler Moore show. No, no, what's the... The Tracy Ullman show. There we go. Sorry, I didn't have that written down. Uh, he was working on the Tracy Ullman show, which is the origination um, yeah. of The Simpsons. He knew Matt Groening as a, cartoon, as a cartoonist. Sure. And was looking for a segment on the show, went mm-hmm. to Matt Groening and said, look, can you uh, take some of your cartoons and, and make an animated short for the show? Yeah. But Matt Groening thought, oh, I don't want to use any of the stuff I've already done because uh-huh. then I would be signing away the life rights to them. Yep. So I'll create something new. Uh-huh. Thus, the we Simpsons. have The Simpsons. I always find it weird when people mention the Tracy Ullman show that that's where The Simpsons started. Because obviously, you nowadays, Tracy Ullman in the UK, you'll see on BBC One or BBC Two, she'll have a sketch comedy thing. I think she's probably had a couple of um, uh, interviews. But she's not that big a name anymore. But obviously, The Simpsons is one of the biggest, uh, definitely one of the top... 10 cultural phenomenons of the last 
30 years, really. You know, when, and at this peak, it was huge. And it's, I find that always weird when you kind of remember that it came from Tracy Ullman, really. Yeah. Like, that released her platform. Which is weird. Um, and this show also absolutely slayed in award season. Oh, yeah. It won the Emmy and Golden Globe for Best Comedy three years in a row from 1979 to 1981. Interestingly, for seasons one to three, we are now watching season four. Clearly, it took a little dip in quality. Yeah. Um, we had Judd Hurst for Maine winning, uh, winning two Emmys and getting nominated for the other three seasons and getting nominated every single season for the Golden Globes. Danny DeVito won uh, one Emmy and one Golden Globe. Christopher Lloyd won two Emmys. Uh, Marilu Henner was nominated for the Golden Globe five times in every goddamn season. In fact, every main actor on this show was nominated for either an Emmy or a Golden Globe at some point in the show's really? run. So even Annie Kaufman was nominated? Yep. Um, and the, all in all, the show received 56 Emmy and Golden Globe nominations and 22 wins. Jeez, this dude. show was Bonkers. absolutely yeah. mental. It was like Modern Family has won every sure. goddamn award in the last, uh, t- but unlike, probably not but in the last unlike years. Modern Family, though, so Modern Family nowadays, if you want to win a Golden Globe, it tends to be that either you're going to be, uh... Something like Mon Family, which is quite middle of the road fair, like really funny first couple seasons, mm-hmm. but never really going out on an edge. Yeah, it kind of it's progressive, but it, it's moderate in its progressiveness. Yes, yeah. and, and actually, that's not really even the metric for comedy. It's not an edgy comedy. It's no. not uh, cutting edge. Whereas actually, this for the time, like Andy Kaufman was that kind of edge of comedy. Yeah. So I, I know you don't know too much about him. No. So there's a load of weird stories about the sort of things he did. You know, he would do an entire show where I think. Um, he was doing this big show at Carnegie Hall and instead of basically ending it, he was like, okay, all 2,400 of you, do you want to come and get milk and cookies with me? And when go get milk and cookies. He did a warm-up act, I'm not sure if it was a warm-up act or what, but he's on SNL one time and he sat there and then with a British accent, uh, started reading the entirety of The Great Gatsby. And at some point, people started booing because he was just reading the entirety of The Great Gatsby. And so he went, do you want me to put on a record instead? And they went, yeah! Boo! Literature. Boo, F. Scott Fitzgerald. He stole it from his wife. And he went, okay. So he goes over, he gets a record, he puts on the record player. And uh, on the record, it's him reading The Great Gatsby. And that was, <laughs> that was his kind of thing. So he, there's a lot of... That's a good joke. Especially, like, especially today, and actually even after his death, there's a lot of this kind of weird myth built around him in terms of this kind of weird comic performer. I know in this show also, he was... Still, some of his character stuff was kind of on the not on the edge, but was um, weird comedy. was was very like very funny, but also disarm- eccentric, eccentric and in old comedy or whatever you want to call so it. So after his death, he um, people thought for a long time he was faking it, and I think like twenty years afterwards, there's a press conference where the, I think they gave out an award, Danny Kaufman or something like that, and someone had shown up with a letter and goes up to the stage and says, "I've been delivered this letter." And says it's from Andy Kaufman, claiming that he's absolutely fine, uh, that the person reading this letter was his daughter, and that he just wanted to leave fame completely, and actually he's living off his life somewhere else, and then he fakes his death. And no one knows really what's completely true, or what's <laughs> fake with that. And that's sort of his thing. Like His entire myth is so convoluted. Um, that is absolutely crazy. So he's he's an interesting guy to have in this show. Yeah, especially considering the rest of the show isn't really... That. That. No. <laughs> it's a pretty bog-standard sitcom. And also, nowadays, if you go back, so his character he does in this is called The Foreigner? Uh, so, so, that's not the name of his... The name of his character in the show is Latka Gravas, but it was based off 
a stand-up character he would do, which sure. was just called Foreign Man. Yes. Um, but if you watch that today, so watching it, first of all, I was going, I don't know what Andy Kaufman looks like. Which one of these guys is Andy Kaufman? <laughs> and then once you know who it is, you're kind of like, oh, well that, sure. You, you wouldn't have got anything of that kind of the overblown epic... You know, meta myth about him from just watching this episode of the show. No, he's not. To be fair, this is not his grandstand his episode. episode. He's in it for a minute and a half, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. um I have a couple more. For I'm, I hesitate to to bring this up because I feel like I'm setting you up to do your your Italian American accent again. Strain myself. Um, but uh, Tony Dancer in this show uh, plays a boxer. I didn't actually know this, but he was a boxer under the name. Tough Tony, and I can see you. You're, you're fa- you really want to do it. You really want to do it. Oh, what was that? It was Tough Tony. Can you say that again? It was it was Tough Tony. Tough. I can't say it. no no. Mm. Oh, <laughs> how much self restraint do you have? Ooh, I have no self respect. Hey, Tough Tony. Hey. <laughs> You come in here, you punch uh, me in the face. Oh, you think you're so tough. We call him Tony Two Shoes back in the Bronx. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, um, you got it out. Um, sure. So yeah, he... Um, I feel really bad actually, for Italian-American friends. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not great. We do know... What, we know, <laughs> what, one, we Italian. know one Italian-American. I know he'll be listening this is to based this. Entirely and off, he will not be happy. You know what? No, and the explanation is by episode four was that as a kid I played Fat Sam in a production of... I also played Fat Sam in a production of Bugsy Malone! Holy shit! I didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. Oh, what? We're too fast? We should rename this podcast Too Fat Sam. Too Fat Sam. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a really fun revelation. To be fair, I don't think I did an offensive Italian-American accent in my... It might have been my teacher. My teacher kind of encouraged me to do, like, go for the accents. Okay. But uh, no, Fat Sam, I was basing off the movie where Fat Sam does talk like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Godfather member yeah, and yeah. I watched the Godfather thousand um, times to get in character and therefore I can't help myself really it comes from a place of love and I apologise to every single <laughs> Italian American person in the world you're all great um, I suck I apologise uh, I realize Oh, that's such a fun revelation to find out about your friend on the air um, so yeah he was actually a boxer um, interestingly he was about to be signed on to do the film Warriors the Warriors yes fun fact about that for, for that's just a per, this is just a personal fact I played the PS2 game the Warriors in 2005 which is a a very good game highly recommend it B basically in an entirely a remake of the film to the extent that they use some of the film's um, dialogue and record it like from the actual actors in the cutscenes in the game I had no idea this was based off a film I just thought That's it was a rockstar really rockstar game isn't it yeah it's a rockstar game yeah it's a really good game um, but yeah so he was about to be signed on to do that because the producers of that had seen him in a boxing match sure and then he's approached by James L. Brooks uh, to do this instead and he decides to do it um, another fun fact about this character firstly the character's name is which you won't have got from this Tony Banter no. Yep. B A N T A rather than E R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his name is then, Tony Banter. I, which A. I, that works better with fancy. the accent, though, doesn't it? Yeah. If you've got does. the accent, I'm it's not going to do it. I, I <laughs> am a brain, sorry. But originally, the character was supposed to be called Phil, and they changed the character's name to Tony after three episodes. 
Um, oh, that's weird. And I, I think I, the, I was only from uh, this, sure. from reading this. I assume so it, it was sure. when they were writing it. Yeah. they were going to name it Phil, and then they changed it after Tony sure. was uh, cast. You know they didn't actually film three episodes where they called not- him Phil. Let me. Let, I'll, I'll let you get. I want to finish this one point. But so Tony Danza was like, "Oh my god, they uh, they must really like me." And then apparently one of the show creators pulled him aside and said. No, no, we just don't trust you to answer to any name except for Tony. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fantastic because he does play like a super like dim, like well-meaning but naive guy in this. He's a bit of a dope. So it's quite fun for the real actor to be treated like that. Sorry, you were going to say. I was actually going to ask on that. I think you kind of answered my question. There is this thing in TV shows of just naming characters... After the actors, so for well, example, Terry very... Crews and uh, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is Terry, Charlie Sheen on every show he's on is called Charlie. Yeah, there's the very famous example of Will Smith where he was told by Alfonso Ribera in... Ribera Ribera? Ribera. 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 Um, Alfonso Ribera told him um, uh, in the while they were in the creation of um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that this character needs to be named Will Smith because everyone is going to remember you by this character. So... Call it Will Smith and everyone remember oh, shit, your name. That's fucking genius. Which is that's yeah, next level. That's shit, real man. clever. But also, he was proved right because most people know Alfonso Ribera as Carlton. That's true. Um, but yeah, that's Not I think the that, Alfonso Ribera dance. I think it is kind of a thing that, especially for uh, people who are the um, driving force of a show. Obviously, Tony Danza isn't in this. It's or, a competitor. Or no, Terry Crews in. No, I guess not. Not Terry Crews, but like there is definitely something to be said for people who are the leads in shows. They want them to be named after their real name because then name recognition. Yeah, it it kind of it blends the characters together. Like you always think of Terry Terry from Terry Jeffers on. Um, Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine is sort of being Terry Crews. Yeah, kind of bleeds from that personality back and forth. Yeah, so that. Oh, and uh, my final. Fun fact about this show. You use this term "fun fact" very loosely. Yeah, yeah, I no, found no. maybe yeah, three they, they of are, these very. Ve- ve- yeah, very few of them are fun, and some of them might not be facts. No, they could all be like readers. Please email in readers, to <laughs> listeners, and readers. Jamie, somebody. Oh yeah, we do. We are planning on typing out a oh, transcript no, of, of this entire podcast We're gonna for employ, every single episode. Uh, no one, because we have no money. We're going to employ Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, it is time off. Yeah, yeah, to just transcribe everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final fun fact is this show was cancelled off. Yeah, cancelled. It ran five seasons, but it was cancelled off ABC after season four, then transferred to uh, NBC for season five. However, that means it was cancelled off. So the the this is nothing. The episode we are watching is a two parter. Yeah, it is the last two episodes of this season. Sure. So it was cancelled immediately after these I episodes. I can see why. <laughs> Oh, spoilers. But yeah, that's another thing. So this um, this uh, is a two-parter. We have not watched the second part. No. Tom Hanks is not in the look, second part, so it's not our problem. Yeah, look, people on TV, if you Get want reviewers part. to review your double episodes as one episode, release a movie, okay? <laughs> you know, have a TV movie. There's nothing wrong uh. with a 60-minute TV movie. Think about how many adverts we go back in. They were missing a, a trick back in 1982. Today, Game of Thrones... Have like a three-hour episode, no one would care. You just have a thousand ad breaks in it. Whereas back then, they're like, "Nah, gotta fit it in, gotta fit it in." It's dumb. Yeah. Um, so that is that is all my show. We have been going for oh, a solid half an hour now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe about twenty-five minutes. I think like ten minutes. Definitely not. 
Definitely not. Uh, Garage Band is not counting the minutes; it's just counting the bars. Which is <laughs> so we have how many, back, bar- how many how many seconds bars, in a bar? How many bars have we been going for? Uh, Eight hundred twenty. Sick. <laughs> okay, let's count the time of one bar. Uh, no, okay, this is age, awful. One elephant, two elephants, so three much. elephants. So it's about three seconds to a bar. Okay, four. so yeah, are we going to do the maths of three times eight hundred and twenty divided by sixty? Sick. Uh, <laughs> By my watch, we've been right, going for so half an hour. Let's, let's get the plot. Let's start let's... talking about this goddamn show. Um, Why don't you ever want to talk about me, Jamie? Why don't you ever want to talk about me? <laughs> How are you doing, Al? I'm okay. I'm tired and sleepy. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, great. I'm wow. glad. I can see that you care. <laughs> I'm it wasn't just because also... I stopped the episode to talk about me that you wanted to talk about <laughs> I'm me. also glad that you are in tip-top shape for this show. <laughs> yeah, Thank you great. very much. I'm giving you um, great air, Al. Yeah. Let's do... Uh, before we discuss, so I reckon I can sum up this plot in all oh, ten seconds, more or less. Um, so basically, well, the concept the concept of the show is a bunch of cab drivers. That's it. Um, in this show, uh, Mary Lou Henner, whose character is called Elaine, uh, has got an offer for a job that takes her away from this, and it would be a big move. So she wants to know whether she should do it. So they spend the episode going through everyone, three people's like turning points in their life, like big decisions they had to make. We have Tony Danza. He was offered to throw a fight. Uh, We then have um, Danny DeVito's character. It's when he goes from being a cab driver to being the dispatcher. And then we have Christopher Lloyd's character, who's like this weird hippy-dippy guy, and it's the first time he ever had marijuana. There you go. Plot Um, of the show. I I think I can one-up you. Okay. Okay. You described it in 10 seconds. That's a loose 10 seconds. Uh, yeah, that was way longer than 10 seconds. That was a loose 10 seconds. That was way longer Once than 10 again, seconds. I mean, Jamie, how, how many bars was it? <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do this in a haiku. In a haiku? Yeah. I hate you. Tom Hanks isn't in this Five. nearly as much as I want him. Seven. Weed. Hyphen. <laughs> A gateway drug. Okay. That was a haiku to cool. the plot. Cool. Uh, I would say you wasted... So how many uh, syllables are there? 17. You wasted a solid 12 of them not describing the plot. Whoa! <laughs> that last section was all plot related. Yeah, the last five of it was all we plot related was... and only one of the three plot lines. I can't count, actually. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that's the plot of this show. Um, it, is, it is a comedy. There are some decent jokes in it the tony dancer the like twist on his thing is he's offered to throw a fight he get he goes no i'm not gonna do yeah. it he gets in the ring and then the other guy wants to throw the fight yeah, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. and then it ends by the other guy just like falling down One without getting punched thing i am shocked by this episode and i think i, I never really got a sense of this going into it. i didn't know what taxi was i sort of heard about it because i you know i like danny devito and he's great um i was surprised by how grimy the show is in terms of its aesthetic it, it is yeah. a, a kind of yeah, gross so set it's... this was actually a big thing at the time it was uh, praised for being uh, sick. most sitcoms at the time were not about working class people so it was one of the first sitcoms to be about like blue collar workers and yeah it was praised for yeah, that well, just... it does remind me in that sense a little bit of Danny DeVito's later work in uh, It's Always Sunny which is another show where these people are filth monsters. They're, yeah. they're disgusting. Um, <laughs> nice term, filth monsters. Yeah, I'm, not that I'm meaning to suggest that people who are working class are filth monsters. That's <laughs> not the connection I was going to make. Danny Dewey plays a very rich man in It's Always Sunny, fully sold it. 
rather just, you know, it's like they have a grimy aesthetic to them, which maybe appeals to DeVito, I don't know. Uh, or just the funniness of the show. Um, yeah, Tom Hanks, uh, you, you said this, right? Tom Hanks shows up. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so no, the... I, haven't, I haven't said. So Tom Hanks is in the uh, weed bit. Um, Christopher Lloyd, weed. his character. A gateway drug. drug. <laughs> uh, Christopher Lloyd, um, yeah, in the present day, he's yeah. like a super weird hippie dude. Sure. Um, he likes... makes weird facial expressions, and the that's apparently funny. He likes the marijuana. And then they well, flash. Well, J- Jamie. Okay, let's stop that sense of condescension. <laughs> About half of all your humour comes from you making funny faces. Which, which does make does making not a translate podcast well. <laughs> slightly tough. Uh, um, uh, yeah, and then it flashes back to him at college and he's super straight-laced, comes back to his um, dorm and mm. his girlfriend is there having the marijuanas. Also there is Tom Hanks. Now, what I will say, 90% of the laughs that I had in this show came from Tom Hanks. I thought he was really quite funny in this show. He, like, he's just a dopey weed guy. He's staring at a lava lamp. It's nothing revolutionary, but he performed it well. He's very funny. He does a very good pratfall where he just falls straight through a door. Congrats on that. I don't know whether he did it or a stunt, stuntman did it, but it was funny. You look like you're disagreeing. They couldn't afford stuntmen back in the 80s, Jamie. <laughs> uh, this was the Reagan era. They just did a line of cocaine and they ran straight through fucking walls. <laughs> So not only have we, we, we discussed in the last episode that um, sure. we might have uh, jeopardized our opportunity to have Tom Hanks on the show by um, insulting him and his shows. Um, we have now accused him of doing cocaine, <laughs> which is great. Weed, a gateway drug. <laughs> Five syllables. <laughs> a gateway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm double checking it. <laughs> Jamie, I saw you counting it at the time. Somebody said in my I'm head, gateway was more than two Jones syllables. Jones here, okay? I'm not Jamie, Mr. Fake News. Ugh. Dear comrade Jamie. Was Loxon. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, I asked you a question. You completely. So, do you agree that Tom Hanks is uh, on cocaine? No. I no. Agree. Funny in this section. Um, Jesus. I'm trying to talk about the show, Alexander. Uh, I love how the, this dynamic is involved too. You're like, keep on the message, and I'm like, oh, look at flower. Um, or cocaine. Uh, yeah, it's fun. It's it's one of those things of at the time. I'm sure it's funnier than it is, but the joke of Potheads in the sixties or fifties. That, imagine that's a bit set in the sixties. Um, it just isn't as funny today. That, that as I it's... I felt like the joke was more than just that. There, like at least the jokes were clever around that, and not even not even just clever, but like well performed more than anything. Yeah, I mean, I you're right. Everyone's and to be fair, now we'll say that for later, but. The, the performances throughout the episode are strong. They, I, I liked the... I pr- actually probably preferred the Take a Dive section more. Really? Yeah. I didn't... In, I thought Tony Danza was pretty weak in Maybe that. it's uh, just that I am an admirer of the Italian-American accent. <laughs> um, but, you know, I... I it's, it was fine. It, it, it was okay. It's... In the canon of his work... You know, it's fine. Uh, in which case, I think we should possibly just move on to... No, we, we, that can't be everything about this. What, what else to the episode is there to say? I mean, that's the... Yeah, like... He's, just in, the... he's fine. He has a bouffant. He's, he has a, a, mass, a massive bouffant. Um, he is wearing eyeliner, um, which is fair. We can't tell, and this is bad, where he was in Bosom Buddies in this. No, no, no. So, so yeah, our, our assumption is 
that he probably filmed this in between filming Seasons. season yeah. one and season two because this came out relatively soon after uh, the end of season one of Bosom Buddies. Um, he also, in our next episode, we'll be discussing Happy Days, which comes out around the same time, and then a TV movie called Mazes and Monsters. So excited. Looking for forward that. to that. So excited for that episode. I... Um, so my assumption is between filming season one and season two of Bosom Buddies, he was filming those two cameos and this TV movie. Sure. But obviously we didn't review uh, season two of Bosom Buddies, so we're actually still chronologically working through his uh, career. Well done us. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was we're the We're not going to put it in after that, this, that Jamie. We, we've do, we're done with Bosom Buddies. <laughs> yeah, we okay? are done with Bosom Buddies. I committed myself um, to... Night. That show is still better, and I forget this. I think... I'm not sure if I made enough of an impact about this in last episode. Looking back, I massively more enjoyed Bosom Buddies, even over 19 episodes, than watching that one episode of The Love Boat. That yeah, one yeah, episode no, of The Love awful. Boat was yeah, more painful no, than 19 I gave episodes. that a zero, and yeah. I, I stand by that. I think that I gave it a 0.25. No, I gave it a zero. Okay. I gave it a full on... I think at the time we discussed whether I could give it a zero. Sure. And I gave it a zero. Surely there's something more we can say about this show. I, like, I think it is indicative of the show that we have spent... Or we spent about 30 minutes trying not to talk about the show, have gone in to talk about the show and managed it's all fine, about fine. 10 minutes. It's, it's... Danny, I... There's just not so, enough, there's not enough Hanks there to satisfy your cravings. <laughs> okay, but let's ignore, let's try and talk about this show, like, of ignoring that we are a Tom Hanks show, which of course we're a Tom Jamie, Hanks show. Jamie, no, 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 one second. We're not a let's review shitty TV shows from the 80s. I know the last few episodes it might have given you that impression but that's not what we're here to we are not here to review every crappy comedy in the 80s I would like to remind you that in our first episode we did spend at least 80% of the time that not talking about Tom Hanks goals okay that film <laughs> that film should have been nominated Hanks for an Oscar is there anything in the Hanks Bank full, full stop, stop. Yeah, okay because it is worth it that was a piece of pure Ugh. gold that people made with a lot of effort People made this too with a lot of effort, right? It's clearly a better show than some of the other shows we've I, done recently. I think there's definitely something to be said for... Obviously, we are not going to sit down and watch five seasons of, of Taxi because that would not be a no, good spell of all time. But there is something to be said that I think a lot of these jokes are based on oh, oh, having yeah, yeah, seen yeah. it before. So even even the kind of Christopher Lloyd stuff in the past is based on the assumption that you know that he is a drug addict in the present. Yeah. yeah. And while you kind of get the impression of that, it does fall more flat than I think it would if you knew all the setup of yeah, yeah. the characters. And um, a lot of the Danny DeVito stuff about him becoming the dispatcher probably relies sure. upon you knowing how he is as a dispatcher. Oh, yeah. From the context you well, get that he's like a hard ass that but and also just like people. Just from the Danny DeVito persona in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is this like troll of a human being kind of thing. <laughs> and that's sort of what, especially by the time you get to It's Always Sunny, it is just... He's the troll under the bridge. He is the <laughs> darkness in every man's heart. And you, you see that here too, right? That It's an interesting thing where someone like Tom Hanks, I'd be making the argument, is a, is a jerk in these things, right? He's not... He might be a nice guy, he might be a bad guy, but whatever he is, even if you're meant to like him or if you're meant to hate him, he has a jerky quality to him as... To his performance, not him as a person at all, but his performance is always based on some level of condescension, some level of him winning it over on someone else. And Danny DeVito is like that, but Danny DeVito's thing is like you left a plate of sausages out on your windowsill and you turn around and he's just in the corner eating them <laughs> outside. <laughs> he's right by your bins and he's like, I got the sausages. Um, so yeah, it's I, the main thing which I think about this show, 
show in general, and this is compared to some of the other ones, this isn't a review, but in general, if you wanted to go back to 1982, not, I know, I've seen some things, obviously, but in an era where TV isn't king, right? You know, E.T.'s coming out that year, the English payments coming, patient coming out that year, cinema is doing brilliantly. There are some brilliant movies out. You might not necessarily okay, well, well, I wouldn't go back to watch any TV from here, but there are some performers in this. You know, you've got Christopher Lloyd, you've got Tony Danza, I won't do the accent, you have Danny DeVito, and you even get Tom Hanks for two minutes or 30 seconds or whatever he's in. And that is impressive, to have that calibre of talent, pure comic talent on screen. And however much I found this episode funny or not, doesn't really matter. It is worth, from a historical point of view, going back to watch this show. Yeah. If just to see everyone else, and then you can go, okay, I kind of get how you get from here to it's always sunny, or I kind of get how you go from this sort of druggy character and how that plays into really docking yeah. uh, Back to the Future. So, like, for the people doing the Danny DeVito podcast yeah. or the Christopher Lloyd yeah, podcast, 100% go this back is and, a much more yeah. monumental no, stop in their, in their careers. And they should Tom go Hanks back and uh, watch every single episode of it. <laughs> And they'll learn to hate the thing they love. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we should we should move on to to doing our ratings. It's a strong word. Yeah. Um, uh, as you know, you know, and our audience know, uh, we explain have, it to me like I'm stupid. Yes, we uh, will rate the show out of five, and then we'll rate Tom Hanks's performance out of five. We're then going to have a new third category, oh, what which you fuck? don't know. Do I need about to go. It? Okay, this is. Shit. Yes, we are going to have to go back and wreck okay. on them. Um, it won't she take. It won't here? take long. Or we're going to go. The beginning no, we're going to do it. No, we're going to do it here. Um, <laughs> don't worry, it won't take long. I have I another will... segment to add afterwards, but sure. We'll okay, cool. more we're, we're just adding so much stuff, uh, and then we're also going to decide whether it goes in the Hanks Bank. Um, so, your rating of this show or this episode specifically? This episode, yeah, because like, look, and I, I want to acknowledge this. I want to put on my bias hat, all that kind of stuff. I can't rate the show because I haven't seen enough of it and it's unfair. Whereas with The Love Boat, I got the feeling in that one episode that, oh, yeah, I, that yeah. I knew that show. Oh yeah, you got that show from that Like when episode. you stare at someone in the street and you look at them and you go, you steal people's sausages, don't you? You can just know that. Uh, I didn't get that from the show. I, I was like, oh, I'm sure this would be funny had I got more context yeah. with it. This episode was like a three- it was, it, it, again, as an episode, it was three. It got cancelled not long afterwards. That obviously wasn't caused by this, but it was fine. There was nothing in there where I'm like... I think a good standpoint is, with most shows, if I took the, an episode of it and I showed it to someone randomly being like, you've got to watch this show, how much would that win over someone who'd never seen any of it before? And there are great episodes of TV which require you to know so much about these characters. And there are episodes of TV which don't. But this is an episode where it loses about half of the jokes, if not more, based on what I don't know about the show. So I'd, I'd give it a three out of five. You give it a three out of five? Cool. Um, I'm similar to you. I'd give it a 2.5. I actually was considering giving it a two. I think without Tom Hanks, actually, I would have given this a two. Okay. I think he genuinely, like I said, sure. genuinely found him really funny. Got some, like, compared to Bosom Buddies, I didn't really laugh out loud that much. During Wisdom Buddies, I had a few like actual laughing out loud moments of this. Maybe that just says yeah. that I'm, I have a low level of comedy. But and again, it might be because I wasn't forced to sit through 19 episodes of this. And maybe if I did, I'd have a reaction. 
I did prefer this one episode of Bosom Buddies to the 19 episodes of... That one episode of Tag Scenes to the 19 episodes of Bosom Buddies. As is reflected by your score. I believe you gave Bosom Buddies two. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... So that's, that's the first ranking. Uh, that's um, first ranking. How would you rank Tom Hanks' performance? What did I give him in the last episode? You, know? uh, I, you gave him four out of uh, five. Okay, I'll give this a 2.5. A 2.5, yeah, really? It's, fine. it's just, it's not enough. Look, I, I'm i a man of simple needs, okay? I need Tom Hanks, and I need as much of him as I can possibly also, get. Also, I would like to say, first episode, I've you got least, said... I've got at least 10 minutes. I've got at least 15 minutes, okay? I'm no, no, okay, no, 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 I'm no, no, okay no. with 10 or 15 minutes no, to Tom Hanks. No, you don't know what I'm going to say. I, no, it's true. <laughs> I was going to say, first episode, you had a go at me for wanting to do 0.5s. Oh, that's true. You uh, can I can I change that then? Uh, Two. I, Two. I will let you change it to keep to your consistency. Sure. However, I want you to know that you are a hypocrite, full of shit. That's fine, <laughs> Jamie. I'll be hypocrite Al, and you'll be fake news, Jamie. <laughs> I love our comrade. Um, so you're giving his performance too. Yeah. Um, I and I, that's that's can I, uh, my justification. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He literally has probably about a hundred words in the show. And he does fine with them. I know you like them more. I was like, I, I don't have enough to satisfy my... If, but all that I know he goes on later to do, uh, this is not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet. Uh, I gave him a 3.5. Like I said, I actually thought he was quite fun in this. But really, you can't give him much more than that. Sure. Because, he's, like you say, he's in it for 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I find him funny. As he has consistently proven to be, I would say, through... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Through every uh, thing we've reviewed yeah. so far, he clearly has good comedic timing. Yeah, he's he's a smart actor. He starts out in theatre, and I think you can see that in this style of show, right? Like, he's a, he's just good at reacting to people. Yeah. That's great. Um, so, the new category I want to introduce. But no, it is based off something you have raised throughout the show. Sure. Now, I'm going to say its name. It is a, a template name. I'm happy for this name to be changed, oh, but gosh. currently... It's the Tom Hanks dick meter. Oh, yeah. No, I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. Do you, are you happy for it to Let's be called go. the Tom Hanks oh, dick meter? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it might change next week. I'll give you time. No, dick meter's good. That makes it sound like we are using his penis to measure length. Yeah, which sounds fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so, again. Once from, again, Mr. Hanks, we really respect you. Yeah. We love your work. I just Please thought it would be to test, as I said in the first episode, it would be interesting to test this theory. So let's get some actual mathematical data sure. so we can train, see whether, because I feel like this number is going to start high and it's going to slowly trend lower as he goes throughout sure. his career. I want to just pitch though. Yeah. I know we're calling it the dick meter. Mm-hmm. It is measuring jerkness. And I do think that is a different thing to dick, being a dick. Okay. But I don't, there's no pun unless I'm like the Tom Hanks jokes off. Like, there's nothing <laughs> specific, there's no pun we can get in there. The dick yeah. meter is... The, the dick meter is how much uh, of a dick he... Or, but to be fair, you could measure that by saying, is he in this, Is he a jerk or has he gone so far over that to being a dick? Oh, that's so subjective. That I just is, want sure. a, a zero to five, how zero much of five? a dick he okay, is. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, how much of a jerk he is, but in or, the dick meter. Or <laughs> in a dick meter. How much of a jerk he is in a dick the, meter. The dick way. meter measures his um, jerkiness is fine. So, I've already pre-prepared mine to speed up this process. Wow. Obviously. But uh, let's Can go I back to the... Can my feet? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make you it's think... great. All feet. those years of improv, uh, Jamie, coming yeah. in handy. I just love throwing you through a loop. So let's go back to uh, his first show, his first uh, credit, He Knows You're Alone, Tom Hanks Dick Meter, zero to five. You don't really need to... Just, well, we'll give a little bit of justification, but... Four. Four out of five. Yeah. 
Cool. I give him a five out of five. He full on assaults a woman in this movie. That is the introduction. Yeah, he he trips a woman over as a as, way of flirting. I with agree. Her. It is played as more romantic than later things are. So knowing how far we go on later on, and by later on I mean the next ranking. So my next ranking. Uh, yeah. So Love Boat uh, six. Six. When you're breaking the meter, okay. It's uh, erupted from the meter, okay. It's, okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, when he plays an absolutely entitled uh, wanker, it, go, it goes into. And I get, I get the point is that he's meant to be unlikable. It does. It just goes into unlikable. Cool. Um, I give him a four. So actually, we have switched on that, which is interesting. Um, then uh, the next one, which is whatever we reviewed last, uh, Bosom Buddies. How much of a jerk is he in Bosom Buddies? Three. Three. Okay, I gave him a... Oh, what did I give him? I gave him a 2.5. I thought he was actually relatively okay. Like, oh, I'm Jeremy. I'm just a 2.5. I'm just a, <laughs> impress me. Why don't you impress me? Come on, I'm a 2.5. I'm a 2.5. I love you, Jamie. Well, that's a 2.5. I love you. I'm waiting for a 5. I hate you. Um, okay. If you um, want to go in the middle, give a 3. Give a 3. If you want to give a middle score, not a 2.5. No, I'll give a 2.5. Um, and then... In this taxi, dick meter, go. Uh, three again. Th- really? Yeah. A th- okay, justify that. Okay, so just because he smokes weed? No, 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 it's not just that. It's I, I think this is something which we haven't really ma- mentioned. There is a subtext in this time point. Christopher Lee comes in. He's a square. Lloyd, not Christopher, Christopher Lee. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd comes in. He's a square. He wants. He's you know. So he's a wee nerd. He's really preppy. He just wants to study. Okay. Yeah. He's got a girlfriend. They seem to be going steady. They want to go do big things in the world. In come Tom Hanks with his Mary Jane. In come Tom Tom Hanks with his dope. And he's like, Hey, you want to smoke some of this? This is the subtext beforehand, right? Okay. I, the subtext okay. being, he wants to have sex with Christopher Lloyd's girlfriend. I do not get that subtext. He wants to make sweet, sweet. They all, they all want to get a little bit high and get a little bit freaky in the 60s. Okay? I did not get and that And I am sub- not okay. okay with someone using marijuana to get with someone else's girlfriend. Okay. You have created a subtext Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I read that subtext. Okay. I <laughs> you read have created it. a subtext I am a and given him of literature. a completely undeserved three. I gave him a one. I thought he was actually a perfectly lovable. nice, lovable person. This, I only gave him a one because he was a bit, bit no, questionable no, no, no. about personal space. You want to know, know what a one or a zero looks like? Woody from Toy Story. Okay, <laughs> that is a saint of a man. And you were giving look, this, you are giving this, spoilers. This ma- oh, okay, but no spoilers. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> don't let that affect your opinion of me. But all I'm saying is this man clearly is coming in with an ulterior motive to seduce Christopher Lloyd slash Lee's girlfriend. <laughs> And take her away from him. And to lead them both down a life of crime. And as we know, this leads into a life of crime. And it's all Tom Hanks' fault. Now, Jamie, if you ruin someone's life like that, it's not their responsibility. It's yours. It's yours, Jamie. It is... I didn't do this. Jamie, say it with me. Say it with me. Weed. (laughs) Oh, God, I've forgotten. Weed, weed, a gateway gateway drug. drug. Jesus. And who's the dealer? Who's the dealer to this gateway drug? It's Tom Hanks. Uh, Do we know right. the name of Tom Hanks' character in this? Oh, not off the top I of I think it's I, Jack. I, I think it's Darren. No, but it's not definitely not sure. Darren. <laughs> What's wrong with Darren? Name, sorry, name one American called Darren. Okay, fair. <laughs> right. There's never been an Ameri- someone born in America whose mothers look down and go, Oh, my, my baby, my baby, I'll call you Darren. I'll call you Darren. No, there are no Darrens in America. Full stop. Okay. 
Right. So now that we've done that, I thought it'd Damn be Brown. nice. I'm wrong. Darren Brown's American. It's right. Dan Brown. Da- Darren Brown's British. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's also not Darren. It's Darren, but all right. No, it's Darren. No, it's Darren Brown. <laughs> Proving my point even further. No one is called Darren. <laughs> no. So it's you... actually a fake name. It is a fake name. Um, fake news, Jamie. Oh coming out God. with a fake name. Right. Uh, so I thought uh, at the end, as we come to the end of the fourth, you wanted to do one more segment, but uh, as we've done the ratings, sure. I have created our averages so far for the four uh, credits we've had so far for each of our um, uh, categories. Sure. For the film, your average. It, also, I would like to say, you said that you didn't want me to do 0.5s because it would uh, mess up the averages. Um, your averages are all round numbers. Mm-hmm. None of mine are. <laughs> oh, 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 what's that? Oh, Mr. 2.5! Oh, Mr. 2.5! Oh, it's, it's, it's not turned out well for me. So my um, Have you done this just in your head? I, I'm not I, trusting I, you I, on that, Mr. I worked Fitness. it out beforehand. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. on you just added some extra numbers in and then... I worked it out on mine beforehand and then I've been... You've been looking at me right, frantically writing down numbers trying Jamie, to figure it out uh, while you were talking. Talk. What did you get in your GCC maths? Uh, a star. Eat dicks. <laughs> Also, did an A level, got an A. Uh-huh. Fucking suck it. Right. Um, Someone's very proud. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so, um, for the film, for the shows or films, you have an average of two. I have an average of 1.75. Not going great so far. But apparently I dislike these, uh, these shows and films. But what more did than you give Bosom Buddies? Uh, Bosom Buddies, I gave a 2.5. I've get, so oh, I've I, actually so although I complain about them more, I am actually less. Yeah, large no, large. I mean I am being brought down heavily by that zero that I gave to um, to uh, Love Boat. That was mm-hmm. that was not good. I mm-hmm. also like, would like to remind you that you hold up this first film. He knows you're alone. It is still your lowest rated at one. You gave it a one, and then you were like, "Yes, it's going in the hands back." I know I got annoyed at you at the time for it, I, but I, I still I get annoyed at you now. I think for you've it. still failed. In all this time of us talking together, all four hours or however long we've we only discuss over podcast, to realise that something can be bad and it can also be good. And it can be good, Jamie. And that film was great. Can I tell you the name right now off the top of my head? I don't think I so. I just said it. He knows you're alone. Jamie, I know I insulted people with bad memories at the beginning of the episode. I'm not notorious for my good memory, am I? Um we then have uh, our rating of Tom Hanks. You have given him an average of three. I've given him an average of 3.875. So, before this, we actually thought that you were the bigger fan of Tom Hanks. Clearly not. No, I'm a fan of film Tom Hanks, I think, is actually what we're <laughs> going to find out. Um, and then in our Tom Hanks stick meter, uh, you have an average of four. I have an average of 3.125. So you're quite destroying me there. You think yeah. he's... Much more of a dick than I do. Yeah, but I love him for it. Jamie, I think you're at least a 3.25 on the dick meter. But uh, I, I love you that's, anyway. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's less than I give Tom Hanks. Also, and I love Tom also, Hanks. Wait. Uh, you, you give me a 3.25. Jamie, I'm the only person that gets for, decimals. For you, I'm at decimals. Okay. But uh, I gave Tom Hanks, again, someone who I think is one of the most lovable people in the world, a four. So you're doing pretty good. That I can see no, less you gave Tom Hanks his performances. Yeah, and I still loved every single one of them, <laughs> save for the love boat. Oh, God. Um, right. Um, you said you wanted to add another segment? Sure. Um, so I wanted to start a segment called What Would Tom Hanks Do? Uh, where we solve some problems uh, using the Tom Hanks character of the thing we've just watched. 
Okay. So uh, I probably should have given you some time to prepare about this. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't but, do it for so you. That, so <laughs> let's just say for now, let's take a problem in world events, like Brexit, for instance, uh, and we'll say what would druggy Tom Hanks, Jack, do to solve this problem? Okay. Oh, God, how am I improv skills? Right. So, um, firstly, well, he look, there is one thing yeah. about this character. Sure. He smokes weed. Uh-huh. So, clearly, we're having a big... EU weed party, you know, uh, I was trying to come up with like a pun based off backstop, but then I couldn't think of one that was close to to weed related to do with backstops. Brownie so, stop. Brownie stop. That's not technically a How'd pun. How'd you get those brownie points? You, you go to the brownie stop. You upgrade <laughs> your brownie was, points. That was awful. Um, hey, hey, so yeah, hey, hey. Um, yes and, Jamie. Yes and. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think... To be fair, I think this could actually be quite useful. If there's anyone in the country right now who could benefit from smoking a little bit of weed, it's Theresa May. Staring at a lava lamp. Staring at a lava lamp, it would chill her out. Get Theresa May, yoga the German together, and just eat some brownies and stare at a lava lamp. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it would work. Jurgen Van Klopp is negotiating Brexit for the Europeans, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the greatest Um, European in the world, so. I feel like we've actually hit on something that. And to be fair, should be... This is... I'm making this stand now. Sure. This is now a political podcast. Oh, and it's one oh. message. is legalised weed. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought that was going a very different way. No. I thought this no, podcast I'm, was going to go, let's stop Brexit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck that. Let's legalise weed so that we become more acceptable so of Brexit. So, in the question of what would Tom Hanks' character in this <laughs> film or TV show do... He would, and to solve Brexit, it's uh, he would smoke some weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you did was you um, took uh, a segment, which I do actually quite like, and I think yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be interesting, that really requires... Um, preparation. Not even preparation. A topic. The character of which we're analysing to have more than one dimension Once to again, him. Jamie. That, you know, give us more things to play off and, and, and improvise you, around. And you, you a give. suggestion? What? That you just read. The subtext, okay? You have a look at okay. that subtext. Okay, fucking you do it then. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. okay I'll give you, no, so, I'll give, no, not Brexit. I'll give you a different scenario. Oh, God. Um, yeah, see, see. <laughs> um, no, no, that's great. The yes, problem is, more, Jamie. Um, this character's daughter has just been dumped. Mm-hmm. How does he deal with it? Um, this character's daughter has been dumped. Um, so he sits, how old is the daughter? <laughs> 14. Okay, we create imaginary circumstances and yeah, we build yeah. from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's 14. Uh, and they're living in New York. Yep. Where weed is illegal. So they're not in California where Tom Hanks is from. Or maybe he's emigrated. No, we're in New York. It's fine. So they're in New York. She's 14. He sits his daughter down. He, in the corner, he's just rolling a blunt. Okay. He's gone on to become Martin Shkreli. Uh, you know, he's a big pharmaceutical company, but he smokes a lot of weed because he's cool and a bad guy, right? He's on Wall Street now. He's a big dog. He's a little bit aggressive. You know why I can tell that? Because the subtext from earlier. He was trying to screw that guy's girlfriend. And he goes down, he goes to his kid. Passes the blunt. Maybe not. I don't know what a blunt is. I haven't really done weed. <laughs> he says, light it up. And the kid's like, but I'm 14, sir. And he's like, well, you're British. Are you going to do what I tell you to do, son? She's like, but I'm a girl. And he's like, you're a son of my eyes. And she goes, thank you, Dad. And he goes, great. He sits down and he says, look, in this family, 
we will screw over anyone and anything to get what we want. So here's what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to take this blunt. I know you're smoking it. You're going to stub it out. You're going to go over to that boy's house, that girl's house. I forgot. I legitimately had forgotten the concept. Who's just taken your boyfriend. You're going to pretend to befriend them, right? You've been like, oh, let's bygones be bygones. You're going to have a sleepover. And when she wakes up, her room's going to be filled with these blunts. And she's like, oh, God, no. I'm 14. Why do I have three metric kilograms of weed? Is that a crime in New York? I can't really convert kilograms to pounds, but I assume it is. Then there's a knock on her door. Oh, no, she says. Who's that? It'll just be the mailman. We're all rich in New York. People get mail. That's cool. She goes to the door. It's the police. The police are like, we hear there's a load of weed in your bathroom. You go, no, your bedroom, sorry. She's like, ah, no, please, don't go in there. And she gets thrown away to jail. That's her third conviction. She goes away for life at the age of 14. She is tried as an adult for carrying enormous amounts. And that's not even a word. Enormous amounts of weed. And she goes to jail for life. But guess what? Life doesn't mean life. She only got one life sentence, right? That's like 50 years, whatever. It's fine. She gets out. She's 32, but I'm That's, not sure. I, I don't know what it's in America. They're really bad with the law. It's fine. <laughs> she goes out when she's like four, anywhere from 46 to, to 67. And later on, she might come down and try and kill you, but that's fine. Because by then, you got that boy dead. You murdered that boy. That's what you do. Jamie, I'm not good at improv. <laughs> That's why I asked you the question and I was running with it with you. You asked me to improvise and I go really weird and dark. You went okay. way more detailed than I did. I go really in there and that's great. The improv is meant to be funny. It's not meant to be you're going to tell your 14-year-old daughter how to get someone in jail for life to kill the boyfriend and then when they come out to kill you, it doesn't matter the boyfriend's dead, she can't get them back. Problem solved. You know who would have done that? Who? I feel like Andy Kaufman. <laughs> that is that is the kind of comedy he would appreciate. So really, you were just doing an homage That's true. to one of the stars of this show. We have very, very briefly reviewed sure. <laughs> on this show. I, I think we should work towards wrapping it up. Firstly, because I think I called this a mini-sode. I think we've been recording for about might, an hour. Might be longer than yeah. This might be episode. this might be our longest episode. But you know what? We had fun. Oh, we yeah. had a laugh. Um, we had far too many Italian American accents. There <laughs> is no so. What is it with you and being really horrible to Italian American? <laughs> far too many Italian American <laughs> accents since Jamie Jones, two thousand and nineteen. Wow. They need to be le- Tom Hanks. He's the one of the less Italian American people. Jamie. Please sort your racism out, okay? This is not okay. Oh god. Italian Americans, if you want to be actors, if you want to be if you want to work with Tom Hanks, go ahead, live your best <laughs> life. Don't let this man put you down. And if I ever I don't like the to... tone with which you said man. <laughs> this person put you down. Oh right. God. Have we decided if it's in the Hanks bank? Yeah. Oh course. shit, we haven't. <laughs> The entire concept of the show. No, it's not in the fucking Hanks Bank. Do we even need to say it? If you dare put this in the Hanks Bank, I'll fucking murder you. If I dare put this in the Hanks Bank. You're not. No, you're not. You No. Don't I? No, fuck off. Stop being a dick. We need to end this show. Stop being a dick. You're not putting it in the Hanks Bank. Don't put it in just because I'm insisting that you don't. You know it's not in your goddamn Hanks bank. You've already said you didn't enjoy the show and Tom Hanks is in it for about two minutes. Look me in the eyes. You can see what I'm about to do. 
I fucking hate you. What am I about to do? Well, I'm you're about to put to it in the hangs bank for no reason. I'm not putting it in the hangs bank, Thank Jamie. God. You don't know me as well as you thought. You gosh darn goof, Jamie. You're goofed oh. again. You're really easy to get. You assume I'll put it in the hangs bank. But Jamie, it is not up on the level of I know what you did last summer. It wasn't summer, it was Christmas. He knows you're alone. He knows you're alone last Christmas. Oh my God. That is gold. That is possibly the best thing ever made in that year. Right. I can't remember. No, I think Star Wars comes out that year. Oh my back. God. From us at the Hanks Banks. No, we need to do our plugs or whatever. Oh yeah, let's do a plug. Right, if you uh, follow us on Twitter at Hanks underscore Bank. Jamie, let's sell this a bit more. Come on. No, Keep I no, I don't want to. I'm done. This this might be the last episode. We might give up after four. God, we are never going to give up, Jamie. You want to know why? Because when we're on the microphones, we're professionals. God damn it. <laughs> Okay, so, so if you uh, want to follow fo- us at Hanks underscore Bank, you can follow me at Jamie P Loxton. You can follow Al at Al sees stuff. Um, For a loose show, this show every time the last twenty minutes just completely goes off the. R- oh, I'd say the last oh sixty minutes. Yes, but yeah, um, um, if you like our stuff, uh, we don't have a Patreon because you we don't this, believe in money. You make so please pay us an exposure. If you could tweet at Tom Hanks, I think that's what he's called on Twitter, I don't know, and be like, hey, this is a cool podcast, they really love you, don't listen to any uh, of their episodes until one of the things we like, then you tell them to listen to that one, and then go back, okay, that's fine. If you want to pay us in another way, give someone a hug, tell them you love them, do what Tom Hanks would do, but and make the world ear, a bit of love. Hanks Bank while you're hugging them. While your partner is asleep subliminally play us in the background so they start loving us out of our voices I thought you were going to say go in their phone and subscribe to us on iTunes Um, if you have teachers ask your teachers to play this instead of teaching the great Gatsby say it's Gatsby related we did mention the book at least once did Uh, we? yeah Uh, if you are in Germany um, pat yourselves on the back you're the country that made Jürgen Klopp and uh, he's the greatest manager of all time so that's us from the Hanks Bank wishing you a good night. I hate you. Hanks Bank, 